You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio and the AHL Report. Uh, This is episode 245 of the Press Zone. Welcome. If you're a longtime listener, glad to have you back. If you're a new listener, we're certainly glad you found us. And perhaps you found us uh, because we are proudly affiliated with the Hockey Podcast Network, a great group of hockey podcasts. And uh, if you found us that way, welcome aboard. We're glad to have you here. I'm your host for the show. I'm also the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. My name is Amy Johnson, and I'm joined each and every week in the studio by my wonderful co-host. He also happens to be our founder, president, and editor-in-chief across all of our Rocket Sports media publications, and he is the one and only Rick Stevens. How are you doing today, sir? Happy National Margarita Day to you. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Is that, that gives you an idea? Well, I, I like a good margarita. I, I will never turn down a good margarita. Uh, our friend um, our friend and colleague, Michael Spinella, also, uh, we were talking about margar- margaritas last night while we were watching the Habs game. That was fun. The Rocket Sports team on Slack last yeah. night. We were... Um, yeah, everyone had a beverage. We had one person in the Bell Center for we the did. game. Uh, the rest of us... Uh, Wearing the wrong jersey. <laughs> yeah, she was. She got a lot of... Ha- she uh, she heard about it, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had uh, quite a few team members with their preferred adult beverage of choice, uh, all convening on the Rocket Sports Media Slack and chat. pregame, we had a bit of trivia, a trivia contest, which was, was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. good. Uh, it was a good team building night. We're hoping to do it again in a couple of days here. So for it was, sure, it was pretty fun. So glad to know that um, Michael Spinella, get out that salsa jar. It's time to get the margaritas <laughs> going, my friend. Uh, inside joke. I I apologize. Um, we've got a great show for you today. Um, boy, do we ever. Um, so you know. Every other week, bi-weekly, we do a segment uh, called the AHL Hot Stove, uh, features our good friend and now a special contributor here at Rocket Sports, Patrick Williams. Uh, fondly, we refer to him as the AHL guru. Um, well, he's going to be joining us here in the second segment for the next edition of the AHL Hot Stove. But there is a fourth person joining the hot stove this week. We have a yeah, special we have to guest. pull up another chair around the hot we stove. We do. Uh, so... 
I'll reveal that in just a moment. Before we get to that, though, we're going to go through a Laval rocket update in the first segment, get you caught up on how they've performed uh, on this latest road trip, which they're almost done. They've got one more game to play on this road trip, but we'll get you caught up on how they've done, uh, including uh, a little bit of focus on Cam Hillis and how how he's faring in this most recent call-up. Uh, Cam Hillis has kind of been all over uh traversing between plenty of leagues this season and last season and uh, this most recent call-up. We'll, we'll let you know how he's been doing. And we've got an extensive injury update for you for the Laval Rocket. And then in that second segment, yes, Patrick Williams will be with us for the AHL Hot Stove. And the three of us are going to sit down with none other than Laval Rocket head coach Jean-Francois Uhl. He is joining us on the show today uh, for an exclusive roundtable interview on our Hot Stove segment. He's going to Discuss with us his philosophies on coaching, on playing develop, uh, on player development, uh, creating a winning environment, uh, communicating with fans, all sorts of great topics uh, that uh, JF is going to join us for today. It's a uh, it's very, very special guest. We're happy to have him back on the show, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a great segment coming up here in a little bit. Fabulous. So let's first start with uh, taking a look at how JF's team has uh, fared over the past week since we last met last Tuesday. Uh, you remember, uh, if in, if you don't, I know a lot happens every week. So let me <laughs> kind of like the previously on the press zone. Um, we recall that the Laval Rocket was supposed to kick off their road trip by visiting Belleville last Wednesday night. And it came out on Tuesday before we recorded the podcast that uh, they, in fact, would not be doing that. Uh, the AHL postponed that game due to uh, a number of players and a staff member testing positive for COVID out of the Laval Rocket uh, organization. Well, uh, the week turned into complete chaos kind of from there Uh for the Rocket, uh, of course, getting everyone tested. Would they be able to travel uh, for their weekend games? Uh, how many more cases were going to crop up uh, in in this latest uh, round of COVID protocol mess? Uh, it turns out when all was said and done, by the end of the week, uh, seven players placed in the COVID protocol list and two staff members. Uh, it was uh, quite a lot uh, when when you think about it in this in this latest round, but. The good news is that not, no more of their games were postponed. Uh, they left on Friday at noon, drove to Syracuse, and drove straight to the arena, got there a couple of hours before a puck drop. Uh, and then, Rick, things <laughs> things didn't really go well. Uh, it was because of all of that COVID mess. Kevin Pilan is one of the ones that didn't travel with the team because he was added to the COVID protocol list. That meant J.F. Uhl was forced to get Caden Primo back in the starter's net probably a day or two earlier than he really wanted to. Um, and uh, the team in general just, I think, did not come together in the first period. And after going down three goals in the first period right away, uh, they never really could recover from it. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, not only, okay, there is players missing from the lineup, so folks are shuffled around into places they're not very comfortable with, uh, but there was the, the whole commotion with, uh, our, you know, uh, hockey players are, are creatures of habit yeah. and uh, having to travel and play on the same day. Uh, not ideal, especially when you're arriving at the, um, you know, arriving in the city when you're usually arriving uh, at the arena from the hotel. Uh, just it, 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 
Yeah, it, they didn't look ready in the first period and, and for obvious reasons. So they dropped that one 5-2 to two to Syracuse. Um, you know, Syracuse has been a very off-and-on team this year, which is not really like them. They're usually pretty, uh, pretty challenging to play against, but this was one where Syracuse definitely dominated. Uh, the Rocket then turned around... Uh, and had a day off on Saturday, a rare Saturday off, um, because Sunday they were playing in the afternoon in Rochester against the Americans. Uh, Rochester having a very good season, uh, chasing the Utica Comets right now, but they were able to uh, rebound from that game in Syracuse, and uh, the the Laval Rocket just put up a, a tremendous effort on Sunday afternoon, uh, beating the Amherst five to one uh, with Ukopeka Lukanen uh, in net. You know I was going to say his name. Mm-hmm. You knew I couldn't resist. Um, Lukanen in net for the Amherst, uh, and the Rocket, to their credit, made him uh, look like a, a troubled goaltender. And uh, lots of goals coming from some of the young guys in the call ups from the ECHL. So. Uh, pretty tremendous win for JFL's uh, uh, team on Sunday afternoon. Then a t- 24-hour turnaround for a family day matinee on Monday afternoon in Toronto. Uh, I just wanted to say about oh, sure. that Sunday Sorry, game. Um, and and, the, and uh, there was a bit of rough stuff uh, in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, some roughing penalties, some fighting. But just wanted to mention that Sammy Niku got his first That's goal true. of the year. He did. Into an empty net. He did. Uh, a goal and assist on on um, on Sunday for Sammy Nico. Yeah, he had a he had a good game that day, and and JFL, uh commented that he liked his game that day as well. Um, so Monday afternoon, Toronto with the Maple Leafs in Montreal to take on the Canadians at the Bell Center. Well, that left Scotiabank Arena wide open, so the Family Day game uh, was played in the NHL rink, not at Coca Cola Coliseum. So. Plan on the big ice, as they say. Um, and uh, with the return of fans to the building for the first time for the Toronto Marlies and Toronto fan base, uh, lots of energy in the building. Uh, Laval definitely looked like a team that had played three games in four days for the first time in a long time uh, and had traveled and so on and so forth. Uh, again, um this one, they they dropped four goals in the first period. Poor Michael McNiven. This was his first start in almost two months because of taxi squad and then injury and so on and so forth. Uh, he only lasted 20 minutes. Uh, Caden Primo came in relief in the second period. But, Rick, this was there was no coming back from this one either. Uh, dropped this one 6-2 to two to Toronto. It was the Joey Anderson uh, show in the first oh, period yeah. for the Marlies. Uh, a couple goals and an assist. Absolutely. And, and it was over at that point. If you'd like to learn all of the details, who scored the goals, who got the assists, what the video highlights look like, and you want to hear uh, audio from J.F. Uhl and uh, guys like Rafael Harvey Pinard, uh, Cedric DeRoyceau, who scored his first AHL goal in just his second, actually scored a goal and an assist in just his second ever AHL game uh, on Sunday. Uh, some, of the, some of the regulars, John Sebastian D., uh, Xavier Wellout. If you want to hear audio from all of those in our recaps every game night, uh, go over to ahlreport.com. Full comprehensive recaps. Um, I I was the one covering all of the road games this past week, so full game summary, stats, video highlights, and yes, of course, uh, all of our audio in post game interviews uh, with with coaching staff and players. So be sure to check that out. 
Now, Rick, you mentioned Sam Uniku uh, having a good game in Rochester. Well, Cam Hillis had a good game in Rochester as well, uh, scored a goal and an assist as well. Um, he, uh, you know, he's uh, he's been back up from the ECHL now for, for just over uh, just a couple of weeks now. And we know that in his first game back, uh, you know, he scored on his first shift in his first game back in the opening two minutes of, of that game against Syracuse when... Uh, when when Laval just two weeks ago swept the Syracuse Crunch in a three-game homestand at Place Bell. So Cam Hillis uh, really has been coming on um, with all of the absences due to injuries and and COVID. Uh, he's, I think he's really taking this opportunity uh, seriously to kind of show what he can do given a little bit more responsibility. For sure. Um, yeah, I've really been trying to focus on my, my one-on-one battles, being stronger, uh, being sound defensively, and then as well as create offense. That's kind of my game. And um, I'm just trying to, you know, round it out each day here. And um, it comes with experience and I'm getting a little more experience right now. He's sounding very comfortable, very mm-hmm. confident, very mature. Um, and that's a long way from uh, the w- where he was uh, towards the beginning of the season. For sure. And it's actually something we're going to uh his demeanor is and and his gameplay but but particularly his demeanor and his mental approach to to this season is something that we're going to talk to to JF Ull about in the next segment um Ull after after that game in Rochester was uh, also complimentary of of Cam Hillis we've heard JF uh, say multiple times this season cam needs consistency um you know that it's it's never fun having to tell a player that they're going down to the echl but that you know he was explicit with with hillis of the things that he needed to work on um and so it sounds to me this this clip that you're going to hear from jf Wool after the rochester game um, is some of the most uh positive feedback that we have heard about cam hillis since he's turned pro uh, they saw me some uh, nice nifty plays and showed why he has some skill. And Ellis has been solid here for the last uh, three weeks. So he's he's been really, really good. And it shows in his ice time as well. I think he's, 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 uh, he's earned his, uh, his ice time and he's playing a lot more. He's making big strides. Uh, I think he knows it. He's playing with more confidence. And uh, as a coach, I have more, com- you know, I'm more confident uh, in him. So, um, you know, that's a good thing. And I think he's... Uh, He's uh, reached a point where, uh, you know, he's uh, he's an important player for us right now. An important player. And it's important to note that uh, confidence is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Um, once the player is exhibiting more confidence, then the um, the coach is able to have confidence and trust. Uh, and, and as he said, a very important player uh, for the Laval Rocket right now. I'm pleased to see this kind of trajectory for Cam Hillis, you know, Cam Hillis is not one of your your star-studded names in the prospect depth pool uh, that people are are clamoring for necessarily at the NHL level, but Cam Hillis is one of those depth guys that if he develops properly, has a very strong game and has a lot of potential. And if he can get this this kind of call up corralled where maybe he earns himself a more permanent spot at the AHL level and really starts to grind out uh, and carve out a place for him himself at the AHL level, then he might start getting some looks, uh, you know, on the fourth line in the NHL down the road, uh, maybe next season a little bit. Um, It's all, as we've talked about so many times, Rick, development, 
uh, <clears throat> is a different path for every person. Cam Hillis has said that himself this year. This is this is the path that I'm on, and he's just taking it day by day. Um, but it's it's very encouraging to see that he's he's making, as JF just put it, he's making strides. And um, the the whole franchise is undergoing. Um, you know, a renovation and uh, where he may not have been uh, uh, as highly valued with the previous regime. Mm -hmm. He has the opportunity now to put his best foot forward. His character, his leadership uh, are obviously uh, the best parts of, of, um, of his game. Um, and he's able to, to, uh, play responsibly on the defensive side. And, and, uh, as he said, his, his offensive side has always been there. He's a center, folks. He's a center. We know that's something that that's uh, a position that the Canadians have have struggled with at depth. Uh, so if if Cam Hillis can keep putting in the good work, uh, there could be another another center coming down the pipeline. Uh, speaking of injuries, uh, talk about a breath of fresh air. Um, we had last week the Laval Rocket come out with a a pretty in-depth medical update. Um, this was something, you know, people joke all the time about how it's difficult at the NHL level to, to sometimes get straight answers on injuries and time of absence for injury and things of that nature. Well, if you think it's difficult at the NHL, NHL level, it's practically non-existent at the AHL level unless you specifically ask a coach uh, in a scrum and he gives you, you know, an off-the-cuff, oh, probably out a couple of weeks. Oh, probably. But you might not even know if it's an upper body, if it's a lower body, what it is. Um, so, Rick, it was really refreshing to see the Laval Rocket put out a full medical update last week. Um, I think all of us kind of sat back with wide eyes going, wow, this is new. <laughs> Absolute full credit to uh, the Laval Rocket, uh, to the communications staff, to the head coach. All have to have buy-in on this yep. and uh, and transparency, and, and we're really happy to see that. We are. So with that, we are able to give you uh, an even more detailed injury report than we're normally able to, which we're glad to pass along. Uh, currently, uh, now this, is, this does not include guys who are out for the COVID-19 protocol. Uh, but for actual injuries, Brendan Gignac's been out for a couple of weeks now. He's out with an upper body injury, uh, estimated to be back sometime mid-March. Uh, Lucas Vedemo, initially when he got injured a couple of weeks ago, uh, it looked like he was going to just be kind of day-to-day. His injury has lingered a little bit. It's, a, it's an upper body injury. Looks like he'll probably be out for about another week. Uh, his they, they had put him at about two weeks, and so it's been about a week since this injury report came out. Uh, Alex Belzeal downgraded to being out for about a month with a lower body injury. Gianni Fairbrother uh, will be out for about one to two weeks. Uh, he's got an upper body injury. And J.C. Bodin, Jean-Christophe Bodin, uh, lower body injury. He's day-to-day, uh, so we might see him uh, later on this week. That's refreshing to be able to <laughs> To just go down the list. Uh, I yeah. know. It's so nice. So keep up the great work, uh, Laval Rocket, and uh, we'll keep you folks uh, up to date on all of the latest injury news. What we're going to do right now is we're going to hear from our wonderful sponsors over at DraftKings. Uh, they've got some new great incentives for new users for DraftKings Sportsbook and DraftKings Daily Fantasy. And when we come back from the other side of this break, 
We've got Patrick Williams here for a new AHL hot stove, and the three of us are going to sit down with Laval Rocket head coach Jean-Francois Uhl, and uh, we're going to dig deep into his coaching philosophy and, and his outlook on player development. It's a can't-miss segment, and we're excited to get to it. So stick with us. We'll be back right after this. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. Now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or over. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Welcome back to episode 245 of the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Media and the AHL Report. We are so glad that you are back with us. A couple of pieces of of business to take care of. First off, uh, we're so glad that you're here. We're so glad glad that you're listening, but we do want to make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, just check out whatever player you're currently listening to this podcast in, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Stitcher, you name it. Uh, just make sure you're subscribed. And if you're not, just hit that subscribe button. It's even in the player that is on our website in the article post at ahlreport.com. There's a subscribe button. You can just tap on that uh, so that you never miss an episode of The Press Zone, which comes out weekly every Tuesday. Uh, Also, be sure that you're following us on Twitter. Uh, You can follow the podcast at The Press Zone. Uh, But more importantly, make sure you're following at the AHL Report, both on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, The AHL Report, particularly on Twitter, it's the place to go uh, to follow along with our live in-game coverage of every Laval Rocket game. It's where you'll go to find all of our in-depth game recaps, post-game audio clips, uh, weekly features that we have related to AHL news. Uh, You never want to miss a a minute of the action at the AHL report, so be sure you're you're following along there. And if you're listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, why don't you uh, do us a favor and just rate the podcast? We would really appreciate that. Five stars would, would do just nicely. 
Mm-hmm. If you're enjoying this podcast, if you're enjoying interviews like the one we are about to get to with head coach Jean-Francois Ull with the Laval Rocket, uh, and you want to see more of that, you want more people to be able to listen to that kind of podcast, then yeah, five star five star rating would go a long way to helping us do just that. Well, as longtime listeners will know on here at the Press Zone, uh, and and if you're a newer listener, uh, we're happy to introduce this segment to you. It's a bi-weekly, uh, excuse me, a bi-monthly segment that we feature here on the Press Zone podcast called the AHL Hot Stove. Uh, it features our special contributor, Patrick Williams, in addition to, to Rick and myself. But this week, we are so happy to be able to add a fourth voice to the roundtable here on the Hot Stove this week, and that is uh, a returning guest. We're happy to welcome Welcome back, Laval Rocket head coach Jean-Francois Ull. JF, thanks so much for joining us today, and it's it's great to have you back on the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Now, uh, we spoke to you uh, back at the beginning of the season, back in the preseason, just after you had finished uh, rookie camp with the Montreal Canadiens. When we talked to you at that time, you had talked about um, a little bit about your development philosophy and handling prospects and talked about how, while, yes, a, a winning environment is important for development, that sometimes you have to um, you know, kind of also fit in teaching moments for prospects, whether it's putting them in for a vital face-off, even if a win is on the line or, or a, you know, some time on special teams, that type of thing. We've seen you do that um, quite often with with the Laval Rocket this year. It's It's been great to see prospects getting those, those teaching moments and those moments where they're trying to earn some trust and experience. But how hard is it to find the the right balance of that for a coach between winning and and particularly with a team that's that's now in 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 the running for for playoff contention, but also maintaining all of those teaching moments for your prospects? Yeah, that's for sure. You know, it's it's not always easy to uh, uh, you know to put players in those those situations, but it's uh, it needs to be done uh, in order for for them to develop and gain confidence. Uh, not only they gain confidence in you, but you may gain confidence in the player. And, uh, you know, it's part of development. Um, you know, it's, it could be touchy at times, but I think it, uh, in the long run, if you do it properly and, uh, in the right, t- at the right time, it could uh, pay off for both the player and, uh, and the, co- and the coach. Back in, uh, January when, um, Rem Pitlick joined the organization. In one of his press conferences, he talked about a book that he read uh, by Marc Messier, who stressed the importance of of uh, all players, uh, no matter their role, uh, feeling valued on a team. And it struck me at that point that that that's even more uh, of a challenge for an AHL head coach to make sure that all of his players are feeling valued. Uh, you've got You've got veterans, you've got prospects, you've got people coming up from the ECHL or coming down from the NHL. How do you um, make all of your your players feel important in the role that they have? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's crucial uh, to everybody have a role in the, in, in the locker room and, uh, and, and feel valued. I think it's, it's a team sport, and uh, you got to let your players know that uh, everybody's important. Uh, you know, a four-flying guy is just as important as, as the guy that's got uh, 15 or 20 goals. Um, you know, they, they each have a, a job to do. And uh, as a coach, it's, uh, you know, it may be putting a guy on um, on the special team, either the PK or, or the PP, 
when you have call-ups or, uh, or injuries, you know, you kind of give them a little cookie there and, and hopefully they, they see, uh, you know, they see, they appreciate it and, uh, and they work hard for you. But, uh, it's, uh, it's very, very important to, to make everybody feel value. And I think the player will give you more, um, mm-hmm. you know, if he feels like he's part of the team. JF, uh, when it comes to teaching, uh, how much information do you think you can impart to a player at one time? Um, do you like to give it, uh, you know, a lot at once, or do you like to move more methodically one step uh, at a time? I think one step at a time. Um, you know, we try to do as much video. You know, I think you could teach a lot through video. You mm-hmm. know, players like like to see themselves, and and it's a great tool for the coaches to. You know, to, to kind of show the player where or there should be when they make mistakes. But, uh, you know, like, uh, for me, the game is not, uh, you know, I've been, it's changed a little bit through time, but it's always the same thing. You know, you get a limit, you manage a puck, and you have to go in, stick on puck, and finish in front of the player. So it's always all the little things, uh, the little details of the game that matter a lot. And for me, part of developing is getting the players to buy in to the details of the game. Not only it's going to make them a better player, but you're going to become a better team if everybody uh, pays attention to details. And then further to that, um, you know, sometimes players come into the pro game and they almost need their game completely rebuilt from the ground up. Um, how feasible is that? And, and how do you try to go about that if, if it is necessary? 100% feasible and it's very necessary. A guy could be a goal scorer in junior but his game doesn't translate to a pro game and he has to become a checker. Mm-hmm. Players have to adapt and have to have the ability to change if they want to make the NHL. Uh, there's many, many players that went from being scorers and juniors to great checkers. Uh, you know, Guy Carbonell is one of them. Like, mm-hmm. he, it's, he was a very good, you know, got a lot of points, but then became a, a more of a checking role in the uh, in the NHL, and if you don't adapt and you don't change as a player, your chance your your chance of making the uh, the NHL is uh, goes down a lot. Or maybe it's just winning faceoffs. Maybe a team takes you in the NHL just to win faceoffs. So you got to adapt and become good at it. I'm going to use uh, Cam Hillis as an example to set up this question. Actually, JF, uh, we actually yeah. heard in the, in the first segment, uh, Rick and I played back some some audio from. Um, a question that you answered for me uh, Sunday after the game, after after Cam scored a, a goal and an assist, has had a pretty decent week. Um, but you look at his demeanor last season and this season. Last season, he was in. He spent more time in the AHL, but more time out of the lineup in the AHL, and and a lot of his. Um, press availabilities he seemed a bit brooding downtrodden didn't have a lot of confidence this year despite even though he's played in all three leagues nhl ahl echl every time he comes and and talks to the media and even his his stature on the ice he seems determined he seems like he understands his role and the process and his assignment things he has to work on so using that as an example my question for you is how important is, is regular, if not daily communication, whether it's praise, criticism, lessons to learn, goals to work towards 
in the development of a player, not only when they're a rookie and or, or a young prospect, but even when they're considered a veteran, how important is constant communication between the coaching staff and a player? Yeah, it's, it's pretty important to me. I think the praise is important and staying positive. And, you know, I, I try to you know, have four positive for one negative or, you know, try to keep a ratio high and, and make the players feel good. It's not uh, that easy. You have a lot of players that you have to go around and, and, and talk to. But uh, I think it's important, you know, either it's at breakfast, just saying a good game last night or, or keep going, just a little uh, reinforcement. But, uh, you know, for, for Cam Ellis, it's, uh, it's a mindset too. He's, you know, he's, I think, mentally uh, more ready for games right now. He understands his role a little bit more. And, uh, you know, he's, he's putting forth the little details to, to be able to stay in, in the lineup. And uh, that's why he's playing well right now. When uh, Caden Primo came down uh, from the NHL, uh, I, I think you were asked, you know, what your role would be or, or what you would say to him. Or, um, and your answer was interesting. You said you'd leave him in the capable hands of Marco Marciano. And it, it kind of said to me that, that you really trust your assistant coaches and um, you've got a, a very experienced coaching staff and Martin and Kelly and, and Marco. Um, I just wondered, I, I, I thought I'd give you the opportunity to uh, talk about each of them and, uh, and how they contribute to your coaching staff. Yeah, well, I, I think it's important to empower your, your staff for them to develop as coaches. And, you know, I hired those guys because, uh, because I trust them. Kelly Buckberger has got many experience, you know, through NHL, AHL as a player, he was a leader everywhere. So he's got, you know, he's, he's the older uh, person in in our staff. He's got a lot of wisdom and he's been around. So we rely on him for, for, for a lot of things. And he's done a great job with the, with the defense. And, um, you know, Martin LaPerriere has got a lot of, uh, Experience in uh, in juniors, I think he's been like 17 years at the Quebec Ramparts working with Patrick Qua. He's a really good hockey, bright hockey mind. Um, you know, our our, uh, our PK has been outstanding this year. You know, and and part of it is is uh, from him bringing his his knowledge of of uh, of the PK, and uh, he communicates really well with the players. He's well liked, and uh, you know, I, I think. Uh, you know, all our coaches, you know, we just don't stay in our office all the time. We, we go out and talk to the players, you know, and, and uh, we feel we feel that the players are comfortable with us. And uh, that, that, to me, is important to have uh, on, the, on the staff. And uh, Marco Marciano has been, obviously, a lot of experience with, uh, with Laval and the AHL with, uh, with all kinds of goalies. Um, you know, he's... He's got a pretty good relation with uh, with uh, Cremo, and uh, you know I trust that uh, those guys will do the right thing. You know we we have meetings as coaches, and, uh, and we have good communication, and it's uh, so far it's been working well for us. Across the organization, uh, in general, uh, in Montreal in the front office, there's been a lot of a lot of change so far this year. Uh, when Jeff Gordon came on board. Uh, he talked a lot about how he believed the organization as a whole needed a bigger focus on development. Um, as a coach who seems to to really put a priority on development, was that kind of music to your ears to hear someone at that level come on and say, you know, we really want to focus on 
the development and the, and the care of, of the whole player from a very, from a very early point. Yeah, absolutely. I think development is, uh, is crucial for an NHL team to have success. You, you want the, the players in the NHL to, to, to bubble up and, and put pressure on the, on the guys that are up top. And there's got to be a, uh, a constant flow of players, especially in a salary cap era. You, you need the, you need a, a constant flow of young players to to be able to take a, take a spot in a, any given time uh, up in the NHL. And uh, to me, like I, I've always said, to me it's it's very important to develop the person, not just the hockey player. And uh, for me, that's uh, that's you know it's music to my ears because it's uh, it's, it's very important uh, to develop the, the people, not just the, not just the player. Um, when uh, Kent Hughes came on board, um, he talked about uh, breaking down barriers between departments within the organization. Um, uh, didn't want people working in silos, I think uh, was the term he used. Uh, he wanted much more of a holistic approach with everybody kind of integrated. Um, have, have you been brought into that? And, and how, how would you be better plugged into you know, other parts of the organization? Yeah, no, I, I think that uh, Kent's got a, a good view on on, on things, and uh, you know, I'm sure our uh, player development uh, will go through. Uh, you know, maybe maybe add some people and have a little bit more uh, uh, people working in, in the organization. Uh, the communication is going to be, uh, uh, you know, I think it's going to be good. Um, I'm sure they're going to add some development people as well. And uh, just re-energize the, the the whole concept, and uh, I'm all for that. I, I think it's important that uh, uh, you have good communication. Uh, everybody pushes in the uh, in the right direction uh, in order for the uh, org- organization to be better. And and uh, I think uh, Kent Hughes got the, a great view in his uh, in his mind right now, and he's going to go forward and uh, and make it better. Uh, JF, you've spoken in the past uh, about creating a positive environment for your team. Um, this level can be very difficult for that uh, at times. Uh, when you manage personalities, how do you how do you like to handle different t- sorts of situations? Uh, for example, a rookie that comes in with a lot of entitlement, a veteran that comes in maybe with a lot of uh, baggage, he's kind of been kicked around the business, um, a, you know, a player really of any age uh, with an ego. How do you manage all those moving parts? Very hard. That's the toughest <laughs> part of uh, of a coach. It's uh, you know, hockey is one thing, but managing people is what coaches really do. For and sure. and you manage and you're managing uh, players that you know some have kids, some are rookies, like just like you said, some are entitled, some some think they're going to come in the AHL and be the best player there is, and they think they're Bobby Orr. But uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's not easy. It's getting everybody to buy in and uh, making them understand that like you guys said earlier, that everybody is valued and that everybody is an important uh, part of the team. And it's a team concept. Like, uh, uh, and, you know, there's only so much ice time to go around, but if you, if you try to, to be fair, um, you know, you want to be, you want to be as fair as possible with everyone. Uh, it shouldn't matter if he's a first rounder or a six rounder or, uh, or on the PTO. I think they, they, they all have their own value to to the team and it's up to us coaches to put that together but it's uh, uh, I think true communication and keeping uh, everybody on, on the same page uh, makes it a little bit easier you um, 
you talked about communication with the players, but um, there's also uh, a role for for you in communicating to your fans and and maybe through us to your fans. Um, and we've noticed uh, this season a, a big change uh, in the communications uh, product, uh, the way you communicate with us, uh, the availability. Um, and, and first we want to thank you. I, I think, uh, the fans really appreciate it, but how is, is that, how has that come about? Is that, um, you know, something that you play a big role in, uh, you know, Frederick's done a great job. We've noticed some changes with respect to injury information with Fred, uh, with, uh, Chantel coming on board. Uh, how do you see the, your, uh, you know, involvement in the communications role to fans? Yeah, for sure. Frederick's done a, done a great job. And uh, I think, you know, they, we want to try to be as transparent as, as we can. And, you know, just, to me, there's nothing to hide. We're all, we're all here working together. And and uh, we do, you know, we're here for entertainment, uh, for the fans. And, and uh, you know, I, I take as as many media availability I can get. I, I do it because I, I think it's, it's important for the fans. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's good for the fans to know where you're, where we stand, and and to have a good rapport with the players and uh, and the coaching staff, and uh, we're happy to do it. I think it's important. Well, you've done a great job, <laughs> for sure. JF, uh, uh, obviously the pandemic has uh, <clears throat> been been kind of a you know un- unforeseen, obviously, and certainly unprecedented situation. Um, are you noticing now or do you anticipate any long-term effects on player development because of all the upheaval that's been created by it? Yeah. I mean, it's taking a toll on us right now. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this last two weeks we, we've had seven COVID players this week. This week has been really, really tough on, on us, like on the players mental and, and, uh, you know, we didn't know if were, those games were going to get canceled in uh, Rochester and Syracuse. We left game, uh, the day of the game, getting the players up early for testing at 7 a.m. every morning to make sure we get our testing before we leave. And so it's it's, it's been grueling. Uh, I don't think the taxi squad is the greatest thing for development. I, you know, I, we had that again this year for for a month or two. So we we lost a lot of players that could have had valuable ice time taken away because of the taxi squad. So I'm happy that to be behind us now. And, uh, you know, time will tell, but, uh, um, you know, all the restrictions for Hockey Canada, Hockey Quebec, uh, you know, throughout the world. I mean, it's going to affect the, the young generation missing some uh, some hockey time here and be able to go and, and play hockey at the rink. So um, time will tell, but I, I'm sure it's going to affect a little bit uh, the product. Just as a final question for you before we before we let you get back to your day, uh, we're we're basically at the midpoint of the season in in your in your first season uh, behind the bench in Laval. What has so far been uh, the biggest uh, most rewarding aspect of uh, coaching the Laval Rocket for you this year? Well, I think it's the players buying in. Uh, we've had contributions uh, from all kinds of different players, from players that got called up from Trois Rivières. We. You know, I don't think we have one player in the top 150 in scoring in the league, and we're still in, in a playoff con- uh, contention. So you know, it shows me that players are buying in, and everybody everybody's important to the team. Um, you know, that's that's what we're most proud of right now. I think with the work ethic that we that we put on the ice, put forth uh, every night, is uh, is good and gives us a chance to win. And uh, 
I think, uh, you know, our coaching staff here has done a, a pretty good job at, uh, so far at, you know, developing the players that we had down here. We have a couple of guys that are still in the NHL and we're really proud of them. And, uh, you know, we, we hope to, uh, to keep going and, and make the playoffs for our fans. Uh, that would be very exciting for, for the city of Laval. Well, I think it's uh, it, not only exciting for the city of Laval, but for the, the city of Montreal and, and fans of the Canadians organization in general. Uh, I know they're all rooting for you. Uh, we're rooting for, for your success as well. You've, you've, you've done a great job so far. Uh, we can't thank you enough for joining us again here on the Press Zone today, uh, particularly on a day off for you. So thank you so much for coming, coming back and, and spending some time with us. No problem. It's always nice talking to you guys. Same here, uh, and we will be sure to have you back again soon. Thank you. Well, that was, Rick, the uh, the very first uh, guest that we've had come on to the AHL hot stove with yourself, Patrick Williams, and, and myself, and couldn't think of anyone better to, to, to have as the first guest for that segment than Jean-Francois Ull. And boy, I tell you, he's got such great insight. I, for one, I'm not afraid to say I'm I'm completely on board with his coaching philosophies. I think he's got a great approach to player development, and I thought it was a really great interview. He's terrific, absolutely terrific. The um, and it all starts with the communication. His communication is is very good with his players. Mm-hmm. It's also been very good with with us as well uh, in getting their message out, their story out to uh, to their fans, and and uh, we're glad to sit down with them and. And uh, you, you saw it was a pretty comprehensive uh, discussion, uh, mm-hmm. touching all, all kinds of topics, and, and uh, uh, he had great answers for all of our questions. We enjoy getting to uh, chat with Patrick Williams every other week when he joins us for the AHL Hot Stove. It was pretty fun this week to have Patrick uh, join us kind of on the interviewing side of things and and the four of us just all sit down and have a great talk with Jean-Francois Ull. And, and a big thank you once again to uh, JF for taking some time on his day off uh, to, to come mm-hmm. talk to us. So uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. We look forward to having him back probably uh, towards the end of the season, uh, maybe maybe when they're uh, heading off to the playoffs. Um, Want to be sure that you don't miss a minute of the coverage of the Laval Rocket that we've got going for you at the AHL Report this coming week. Uh, They play Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. One more road game. Uh, They will take on the Toronto Marlies in Toronto again uh, Wednesday this week. I'll have coverage of that for you at the AHL Report. And then uh, our good friend Chris, uh, Chris G, will have coverage of back-to-back home games against the Belleville Senators Friday night and Saturday afternoon. Um, again, the 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 month of division rivalry games <laughs> continues. Uh, all of these games, even though Belleville is a lot farther down in the standings in the division than Toronto is, uh, they're still important games for them to solidify the points of where Laval's currently sitting. I believe they're sitting third in in the division right now. Um, And so want to maintain that kind of a lead over Belleville. So three important games coming up for you this week. Follow along at the AHL Report on Twitter. Uh, Read the recaps over at AHLReport.com. And Rick, then on Saturday, not once, not twice, but for the third time, third week in a row, I get to join you for Canadians Connection on, Fabulous. on Saturday. We'll have lots to talk about on Saturday. Absolutely. The, the Cana- Montreal Canadiens. The Canadians Connection podcast is uh, hosted by hosted and produced by Rick with a, 
a couple of different co-hosts, myself, Chris G., uh, Michael Spinella pops in uh, from time to time as well. And uh, all of us collectively enjoy joining Rick uh, on Saturday Uh, every Saturday for the Canadians Connection podcast, uh, fully focused on the Montreal Canadiens, the NHL portion uh, of the organization, and it's always a great uh, show. So if you're not subscribed to that, be sure you head over to canadiansconnection.fm and hit the subscribe button. You want to check out that episode for sure. Uh, And also we will have at the AHL Report this week another edition of AHL Weekly, uh, our weekly column that comes out on on the AHL Report website, giving you a, a kind of a one-stop shop view of all of the latest news coming out of the AHL, as well as league standings and uh, player statistics, who's leading the lead in scoring, league in scoring and, and goaltenders and, and so on and so forth. So be sure to check that out as well. Uh, and Rick, I know for a fact, we're going to have another special guest coming next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We're not going to reveal who it is. You have to come back to find out. But if you liked listening to John Francois Ull this week, I'm pretty sure you're going to like next week's guest as well. And uh, we're looking forward to having her on the show. That's the only the only thing I'm going to say. It's a her. But this is this is a critical time for the Laval Rocket for the AHL coverage. Uh, you want to make sure that uh, you bookmarked AHL.report, AHLreport.com. You want to make sure that you're subscribed to the press zone. The Laval Rocket, um, you know, they're they have a chance to be in the, a good chance to be uh, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, something the Canadians don't have. They're currently third in uh, the North Division, but but coming up, starting with the game this Saturday, um, I think it's ten games in fourteen days. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is going to be a busy time, a critical time uh, for their path to the to to the playoffs. And you're going to want to be following all of the action, checking out the recaps, uh, listening to the podcasts, uh, and so make sure you're subscribed and uh, and that the site's bookmarked. Absolutely. And uh, Rick, thanks so much. It was a great show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to Patrick Williams for being here as well and J.F. Uhl. And uh, we, th- most of all, thank you for tuning in, listening, subscribing. And we look forward to welcoming you back here next Tuesday for another great episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.